We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? Let's just do a noise instead. Um, <sighs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> oh, that's a good noise. What's that noise? There's a bear getting home from work. I'd say that was a bear getting into bed after a long day. <sighs> no, it's a bear getting into a bath. Oh, yes. A hot bath. It's definitely a bear, but yeah. A bear getting home from work is more like... <sighs> Yeah, that's right. Are the best scenarios? They're having a row with its wife. <laughs> bear getting crossed on the phone. A bear, bear getting promoted at work. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, bear noises. Anyway. Bear yeah. noises. You won't obviously be aware of this, but Ben decided to try and start the show with an anecdote and uh it was pretty good fell flat but then he went uh yeah no it's rubbish and then he went uh oh, i'll just do a noise instead that's why we do noises look at that yeah stick with what i know uh but welcome to watching films on the toilet hello thank you for joining us podcast in which myself and Eamon, a couple of dads watch movies on the toilet because we can't watch them with our kids because they're too scary or well in the case of this film a little bit rude yeah so today we're going to be talking about Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool, starring Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth uh, a little bit later. Joined by a special guest, Ben. Oh yeah, and, we, and we've got a very special guest, our mate Foz yeah. from school, who we haven't spoken to for about 20 years. He's one of the listeners of the show, and he's also a patron, which is very nice of him. Yeah, and he's, good. he's a good lad, and he's very funny, um, and we're looking forward to chatting to him about this movie yeah we can say that confidently because we've already done it yeah we're recording this afterwards so uh, <laughs> yeah we know it, turned it, was, out it went really well yeah it was good so first of all Eamon you got any correspondence this week I have yeah dear watching films on the toilet this is Chad Stahelski <gasps> director of the John Wick movies oh. I absolutely loved your last podcast wait let me rephrase that I loved Ben on your last <laughs> podcast Eamon not so much whilst Eamon moaned the whole time Ben really got the franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a dumbass, Eamon decides to watch film one, miss the next two films, and then see number four, and then complain about how over the top the last film is. Yeah. Well, duh, knucklehead. Of course that's going to happen if you miss half the series. Ben, on the other hand, totally got it. He understood the escalation because he's watched all the films. Ben, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And out of respect to you, here's a sneak peek of what to expect in the next movie. <laughs> Okay. Squirrel gets shot with an elephant gun. <laughs> Bulletproof wigs. 27 people are flayed alive in a nightclub. No one notices. Ian McShane solves the Birch and Swinerton Dyer conjecture. John Wick eats a five pound steak and four side dishes in under 30 minutes. A nun takes crack. Donnie Yen is back. He's still blind, but this time he has also lost his sense of taste. <laughs> An obese man falls off the top of the Burj Khalifa and lands back first on a fire hydrant. He walks away unscathed. 
<laughs> Best witches, Chad Stahelski. There you go. Oh, I cannot wait for John Wick 5. Uh, I mean, I, that sounds amazing. Some great stuff in there. Particularly the obese man <laughs> <laughs> who falls 800 feet yeah. onto a fire hydrant. Yeah. And he's fine, apparently, yeah. yeah. I said bulletproof wig. Bulletproof wigs, yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> I was thinking, you know who wears a bulletproof Kevlar suit? Who? Joe Biden. Does he? Yeah, of course he does. He's the president. Do you know what? You told me about those last in the last episode, and my immediate thought was, okay, but I imagine they look like terrible in <laughs> like yeah. bulletproof vests, basically. But you're absolutely right. They just look like regular suits. They do. They look like... Clothes on the reg. Ooh. I imagine Joe Biden often gets his Secret Service guys to unle- unload a couple of rounds into his Kevlar. <laughs> What's your uh, correspondence, Ben? Oh, on the last episode, we had a couple of letters about Alex Robson, a regular guest. One of which was from Gordon Ramsay, uh, in which he addressed a dream that Alex had had about being the Guardian of the Timeline. Yeah. Alex has uh, written us a note. I'll read it to you. Okay. It says, hello, Ben, and Ben's friend. <laughs> Alex Robson here, your favourite guest. I wanted to write in and tell you a story about a recent dream I had. Please don't interrupt me or try to change the subject. Just listen and give praise while I talk about myself. Okay, here it is. I dreamt that I went to Jurassic Park, but when I arrived, there were humans in cages instead of dinosaurs. Confused by this, I looked around and suddenly noticed that the staff and tourists were all dinosaurs dressed in human clothing, but I was still human. In a panic, I ran to the gift shop and bought one of those inflatable T-Rex costumes and tried to blend in, but was soon found out when an infant T-Rex tried to kiss me and I rejected her. The dream ended with me in a cage, still in the T-Rex costume with one of those cones around my head that you put on your dog when they've had surgery. Mm. And that was his dream. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it's more like a regular dream you hear, isn't it, that one? Not enough Gordon Ramsay in it. There's a fatal flaw. It just needs Gordon Ramsay in it. He could have been like the chief T-Rex, couldn't he? He could be recast as Robert Muldoon. Oh, he could. The uh, gameskeeper. Clever girl. He'd be brilliant. Shooter. Shooter, yes. Come on, big boy. What are some of his other lines? They should all be destroyed. They should all be destroyed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. They show extreme intelligence. Even problem-solving intelligence. Especially the big one. We bred eight originally. When she came in, she took over the pride and killed two of the others. Oh. Oh, Muldoon. Muldoon. He'd be so good. Well, yeah, thanks, Alex. Thanks for that. We like your dreams. Hmm. They're good. N-E toilet news. I'll give you a choice of three, okay? Okay. One is a woman refuses to give builders access to her toilet. Okay. Whilst there. Another is uh, Alex Jones, the uh, that's the one show host, not the conspiracy theorist. Right. Locked King Charles in stinky toilet. That, that sounds Strong good. One. And the last one is it's about a lady whose nephew flushed her engagement ring down the toilet. And then dad refuses to pay for it. <laughs> um, I think we've got to go King Charles, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. I have to say, talk about an embarrassment of riches. It's, that is such a strong lineup of toilet news. Honestly. That is strong. But, you know, it's got to be King Charles. This is on the um, dailymail.co.uk. And I have to say, pretty, pretty good pun from them. Okay, go on. A royal flush. That is good. Yeah. It's good. Alex Jones reveals she locked King Charles in the stinky toilet, leading to panic that the monarch was missing, yet insists he saw the funny side of her gaffe. 
The one show star Alex Jones has revealed her hilarious and extremely stinky gaffe when she first met King Charles. The TV host uh, spoke on Thursday this morning about the moment she met the monarch, then Prince Charles, during her early career when she worked as a runner during research for a TV production company in her native Wales. It appeared to be vigilant in her work. Alex noted that the gents' toilet had a strong smell, so opted to lock the door and prevent the monarch from facing the stench. However, when he then went missing, she realised what she had done. (laughs) (laughs) Let me out. Let me out. But it's interesting, isn't it? So really what she's saying is he was already in there. So did he make the, the dirty stink? Get rid of the stink. Someone came in here before me. It wasn't me who made the stinky smell. Get rid of that bloody stink. Do you not think if you had the Prince of Wales visiting, you'd at least make a little bit of an effort to spruce up your toilets? I would hope so. Yeah. You'd give him a clean. Or maybe it's some kind of protest. Maybe an angry angry Welshman went in there. (laughs) I I don't like him. I don't like the Prince. I'm going to go and drop something in there that's going to make him choke, is it? And then when he walks in, I'm going to get that little girl to place the door so we can't get out. Go and tell her to lock the door behind him. Yeah. Be a right checker. <laughs> no, he can't get out now, is he? And then when he's in, we're going to pump more fart smells in there. <laughs> come on, lads. Come round. Come round. Sit. Sit. <laughs> Stand outside the door and drop. I can't stop. It's gone. It's gone. Is it gone? I can't even do it. Mm. It's gone. All the Welsh is gone. Yeah. You used up the Welsh. Ah, uh, farting. That's it. Come on, boys. Let's go down that door. Do some more farting. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Well, he's only human, Eamon, isn't he? He's, a, he's just like you and me. He's in pretty good shape, isn't he, old Prince Charles? King Charles. About to get coronated, isn't he? Is that a word? Coronated. Yeah, good question. Hmm. Crowned? Crowned. You know uh, boxers wear those weird helmet things with chains coming off the sides and you hang weights on them. It's to... To, to do their neck, to, to, to train their neck muscles. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he's he's been doing that? So he can wear that big crown. Uh, uh, mm. Bloody weighted helmet. Uh. I would like to watch the coronation and just see his he- his neck slowly disappear <laughs> under the weight of that big crown. They do look quite heavy. How many crowns do you have? Uh, got three or four now. Doing, doing well for yourself, aren't you? Jason, my butler, used to steal them from all his previous residences and bring mm. them to me. Nice, good lad. Yeah. Yeah, well, I only have the one, but it's, it's a good crown. How big is it? Well, obviously it fits my head perfectly, but it's um, eight inches tall. <laughs> That's good. It's like a top crown. <laughs> you wear it when you have people around for dinner. Yeah. Well, what you could do, you know, when people like break their necks or whatever, they have mm. to have bars from their shoulders that like support their neck like a whole neck brace you could have that yeah. for the crown so that it's <laughs> not too heavy on your head with supports going from your shoulder up to the top of your head yeah do you think that would look cool i would love to see that maybe that's what they'll do with king charles like stabilizers for his crown almost yeah yeah or maybe they just put like one on a clamp that's just hovering above his head so it looks like it's you could get drones and stuff now, couldn't you? To not, good, it yeah. wouldn't actually sit on his head. They'd just sort of fly it just above and then they'd fly along with him. Quick, <laughs> I've got to go again. Come on. And the drones would yeah. keep up. Be like a Michael Bay film. That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> Foz. Come in, get in. Oh, okay. Oh, we're in. Hey. Oh. Hey. Let's stand there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't look at that don't make eye contact 
I haven't seen or spoken to you for over 20 years. I know. Why did you come bursting into my toilet? <laughs> well, our friend Foz from school, we're very keen to catch up. And apparently the only way you can catch up with old friends now is by doing a podcast with them. So here we are. <laughs> so now that I'm a co-owner of uh, watching films on the toilet, I've managed to find my way yeah. on. There's a couple of, well, one of the reasons I've, I've uh, wanted to talk to you is one of our other mutual school friends has got a real bone to pick and he actually stopped listening to the podcast oh, no. after you flushed Rambo 4. <laughs> I don't think I did, did I? He's, he's very angry with you, Eamon, a noble fight by Ben. I love that of all the movies you've talked about, <laughs> that was the one that broke the camel's back. <laughs> yeah. It might be his favourite film. I mean, it's outrageously yeah. violent, that film. I mean, it's it's hilariously yeah, violent. It it's really creative in its violence, but I mean, ultimately, it's anyone rubbish. any film which someone is obliterated by a mounted gun is fished out for me, but not for old Eamon here. No, although pretty sure the exact same thing happens in Saving Private Ryan. Someone gets shot at with one a gun like that, and they That's blow true. up. Not quite as funny. <laughs> Remember, they put a slide whistle over the top of it. <laughs> I asked ChatGPT. Uh, what is the podcast watching films on the toilet about? Oh, God. Mm. Uh-oh. And it said, I'm sorry, as an AI language model, I have no personal opinions or beliefs, but I can provide information. Watching films on the toilet is a podcast that discusses movies while the hosts are using the bathroom. Oh. It features four friends who share their thoughts and opinions on popular films, as well as their daily lives, all whilst seated on the toilet. <laughs> it is an unconventional approach to a movie podcast and is intended to be humorous and lighthearted. <laughs> However, I would caution you that such content may not be suitable for all listeners and may not be considered appropriate for all situations. So that was what ChatGPT came up with? Yeah. Four friends. Yeah. Four friends. Four friends. Have we been? I thought that might be because you're so good at the voices. Yeah. <laughs> you're able to fool computer AI. Yeah. Four friends: uh, Eamon, Ben, Al Pacino, and Jason Statham. <laughs> 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 oh, thanks for looking that up. That's, oh, that's, uh, uh, yeah. It's oddly yeah. unsettling, though. It was. So yeah, we're we're going to chat about a fairly new film uh, called Infinity Pool. Starring Mr. Skarsgård and Mia Goth, who is who is something of a presence, uh, directed by Brandon Cronenberg. So, how did you watch Infinity Pool? For us? Um, in the toilet in the cinema, as you're supposed to. Yeah. And I had to both threaten and bribe members of the audience to come in every five minutes and give me an update. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, so not so much watching, more just being told about it while it's happening yeah that's perfect what about you Eamon how'd you see it well I went to the to the cinema to watch it in the toilet but then I just watched it illegally on my phone <laughs> oh you're such a joker we don't condone that kind of uh, viewing do we but no I watched it in the illegal link you sent me <laughs> oh I watched it in a local art house cinema uh after I'd it's quite hard to it's not in, in, on in many places now, but I ventured out of my home um, and 
and sat on the toilet a couple of times, but watched it in full legally in the cinema. <laughs> Can you please describe in great detail some of the other patrons in the in the theatre that you were in? There was a guy with a big hat on. Um, there was a there was a woman and a couple of an old couple, very old couple, <laughs> right right behind me. Yeah, I mean, checks out. Can't disprove it, can you? Foz, you've listened to this podcast a few times, I believe. You know that in order for me to do my summer wee of the film, you have to have a drink which will sustain the length of time for, in which I will describe it. There you go. That was that was a lot of words, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so what, what did you have? What have you had a drink of for me? A couple of options for the, for the drink. So back when I was a teenager, 14 or 15, I got a taste for drinking a large tumbler full of vegetable oil. <laughs> I do remember that. You do remember that? I remember I, that, yeah. Is this true? Yes. Eamon, in his, in his early comedy muses, gave me a glass of sunflower oil and told me oh, it was apple yeah. juice. Oh, my God. And how much did you drink of it? Finished it. Yeah, I didn't want to be rude. He didn't like it. <laughs> So I drank that, or in in honor of the film, I um, I took a deep drink of breast milk, <laughs> blood smeared teat, created by <laughs> smashing the face of my own clone. Yeah, that's that again. I like the way you put that. Good. I think we'll go with the the sunflower oil though. <laughs> How long does that give me to? Uh, a minute and twelve seconds. All right, sweet. Okay, good. I'll give that a go. I'll give that a go. You ready, Eamon? Oh, hang on. No. Okay, let's give, it, let's give him time. You, let's give you, him time. you don't think Snop's piss is a better... <laughs> oh. That's very good. That is very that good. That is very good. Make, make a note of that. But we can throw that in. Tinkle, tinkle, well, tinkle time. Sorry? Tinkle time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's just <laughs> as good. What's your, what's, what's your one then, Ben? It's called the summer we, Eamon. Just right, do a new one. You got to do one on the spot. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, golden. Good. All right. Let's crack on then. <laughs> Here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> okay. So Alexander Skarsgård is a one-time novelist with writer's block who heads to an exclusive tropical resort with his rich wife to find inspiration. And boy, does he find some when crazy Mia Goth turns up with her husband and proceeds to seduce Alexander by claiming to be a fan of his novel and by seducing him. The couple spend a day in the countryside and on the way back, Skarsgård runs over and kills a local man. The next day he's arrested and told he'll be executed for his crime. But don't panic. For a substantial fee, you can have yourself cloned in this country and get your double executed instead. So that's what Skarsgård does and starts hanging out with a bunch of other tourists who've been through the same process. Realising his criminal actions have no consequences, Skarsgård goes completely off the rails, gets absolutely hammered and starts huffing some local root smoke, which makes him see everything through one of those kaleidoscope toys we all had when we were small. Turns out his new friends aren't as friendly as he thought, and what they want is to see Skarsgård murder a clone of himself, which, after attempting to escape and getting shot in the leg, he does horribly. Then the other tourists head back to their mundane lives, but Alexander, unable to return to normality, stays behind at the resort in the rain. The end. How long? Minute and 19 seconds. Ah, oh, could have done mm. it. Oh well. Foz. What were your first impressions of this movie? The first mm. half 
was a lot better than the second half. I am all for uh, a tonal shift uh, in a film, but I think this one might have happened the wrong way round for me to consider this uh, a true psychological horror. I think it turned to satire and then to farce quite quickly towards the end, in my view. <laughs> it did go off, didn't it? Um, what did you think, Eamon? I enjoyed it. I f- actually feel a little bit the opposite to, to, to Foz in that oh. at the first half, I was like, um, oh, this is a bit like Hostel or something like that. And then I think it's, it got progressively more weirder and it became about the group's relationship with him. For me, it got a bit more interesting. Where do you fall, Ben? Oh. Well, I guess I feel fall somewhere in between the two of you. <laughs> Good. It was the right amount of odd while still having some really interesting ideas that I understood. At no point did I feel lost mm-hmm. by it. Mm. Um, and I liked the, the concepts in there, which I think works quite well for me. It, it asks the question quite early, which uh, was really good, is which of the clones were killed? The gaggle of uh, naughty, rich murderers <laughs> asked that question quite yeah. early. And so I spent a lot of the lot of the film trying to work out if it was the original James or, or the clone. If you were duplicated, would you watch... Your clone get executed? Do you think? Do you would you want to see it, or would you would you turn away? No, for the same reason I can't watch myself on tape. I just find it really embarrassing. You'd be embarrassed by yeah, yourself. Oh God, I can't believe that's how I sound. Oh man ah, up! Stop! Man up! Stop! Oh, my voice is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I couldn't, couldn't watch. Okay, what about you, Foz? Would you? Ah, uh, yeah, I think I would. I think I'd... <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to know if I want to yeah. know how I'd react because you never know how you're going to react in that situation. You want to think you're going to be like um, like Arnie and Predator. Come on, do it, do Come it, I'm right here, do it. And you want to think that yeah. that's what you do. Take it in your stride. But in reality, I'd probably just cry and ask for my mum. What would you do, Ben? Oh yeah, I'd watch definitely. Would you? Yeah, yeah, I'd want to see that. Mm-hmm. Sounds it's it's insane. I definitely want to see that. It would probably stay with me, but, you know, I couldn't look away. If you could choose the method of execution of, of your cloned self, what would it be? Um, I think I'd want it to be quite quick. Uh, probably two frying pans, uh-huh. just bang, on either side of the head. Just crush the head between two frying pans. Just like crush the head, Ben. It'd make a great sound. It would make a funny um, sound. It was like a big clang, uh-huh. and I think it would be quite quick. How would you how would you murder your clone? So many different ways. Anvil, Anvil, drop oh. Anvil, the James Bond compressed air bullet. Uh, you love that. Don't I you? love. What that. about you, Foz? You you want to watch yourself suffer, don't you? So like some kind of boob explosion. <laughs> oh, Yours? No, no, no. Some boobs to explode around me. <laughs> so a lot of other people suffer as well. The boobs wouldn't have to be attached to anyone alive. <laughs> Wheelbarrow full of boobs. Chuck a stick of dynamite in there. There we go. I'm glad you're on board with this, Eamon. Apparently, I'm the only one that's finding this weird. But yeah, of course, of course, a boob explosion. Yeah. I liked how this country had had this sort of almost religious side to it. 
a lot of them had the two paint wipes by mm. their eye. I thought that it, that was almost a bit of a weakness. It obviously created this fictitious country, and it was kind of like the country just just fit the plot whenever it was necessary. It's dangerous in third world, but they're the only country yeah. in the world that can clone people. Do you think it would have worked if they'd been in Butlins? Yes. If that had been the holiday resort. That have like they go to Butlins. Yeah. You know, they get proper hammered. If Mia Goth was like a red coat. They drive into Minehead City Centre. Yeah, they clone, They get cloned in like a fish and chip shop. <laughs> I love the scene where they, I think it was the second time they all were going to be cloned, but you thought it was mm. them. The, the, the guy said, well, I'm going to make an example of you. And he lined them all up and started cutting their throats. And then it just cut to... The rest of them watching and horrible, <laughs> really horrible. Do you know what this is? What it's like? It's like the end of the Prestige. Hugh Jackman basically clones himself at the end of every performance, and either he or his clone dies horribly. Yes, you're never sure which one it is. Does it even matter? But that's what Brendan Cronenberg uh, has done. It's only the end of the Prestige. Shoved a couple of orgies in there. Bob's your uncle. He made it better, didn't he? If there was a couple of orgies in the Prestige, I'd love that. He's so good. Would a no? I don't know if Nolan could direct them very. Michael well. Caine. Michael Caine <laughs> in an orgy. See, only it's a, it's a one film role he's not done. Hey, you can't use this anymore. Why do you keep talking about orgies? I said at the beginning, didn't I? Can't what? be too explicit about all this. Allude well, hang to on. it. Not. <laughs> We're allowed to say it's not a rude word. It's quite rude. It's not a swear though, is it? No, it's not a swear. All right. How do you guys feel about Mia Goth? Did you? Have you encountered her much before? No, it's my first Mia Goth. Eamon? The first first time I've seen her. Well, she's kind of a big deal. She's been in... Uh, there's a horror movie called X, oh, no, which I is directed by a guy called Ty West. Uh, yeah, and she's she's the lead in that, and that's being made into a kind of a, a horror trilogy, and she is, a, she is a force. She's quite captivating in this. I really enjoyed watching her just go completely mad. I thought she did that really well. I'm going to quote her. So there's a part where uh, Skarsgård is on the bus and they go and get him off the bus. And she says, give us the coward James Foster or I will come in shooting. He is a spineless worm and bedwetter and he'd sell his own mother for horse meat to save himself. Which of those insults do you think best suits you, Eamon? Spineless worm, bedwetter or sell your own mother for horse meat? What, what do you think? Of course, I have wet my bed. Yeah. There's no shame in that. Is that that one? Yeah, let's go with Bedwetter. What about you, Froz? You spineless one? Um, well, my mother's quite large, so I could get quite a good price for her meat. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's good. I guess I'm the spineless one then, which, yeah, basically I am. Mia <clears throat> Goth, uh, she went for it, but one of the reasons I really love your podcast is your stance on women and she just seemed to be your typical average woman summed up nicely in a film. <laughs> ben and Foz, open question. Mm. If you had to to fight an incandescently angry and naked version of yourself, mm. what would the tactics you'd use? I can picture it. Before, after you stopped uh, vomiting, what are the <laughs> tactics you'd use? For me, I mean, I'm quite a, quite a skinny, gangly man. Mm-hmm. I imagine I'd be flailing around a lot. I think I, I'd just go for the neck, kind of like Skarsgård did. I think I'd just try and 
choke myself out. Roz, how would you fight yourself? <laughs> your barking, barking self. Barking self. And I'm not able to negotiate. I think you'd be, you'd be out of your mind on local tree root gas, though. Mm. So possibly not. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess if that failed, I know I've got a bad knee. So I target my own weaknesses. <laughs> or if I uh, try to think of another thing, I think let's play it safe. Let's have a, a, a Rambo 4 minigun and turn me into some red mist. Just obliterate yourself. Yeah. I wonder if you could say, like, if you just blurted out the most traumatic experience you've had, would that stop you in your tracks? But if you just said that to yourself? To yourself. I know they're on tree root drugs. Oh, so bring them back. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you remember that time you fell in the cow pat in front of all your classmates? And then he'd go, oh, God, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, idiot, that was your fault. And then... Mm. That might work. Yeah. That could work. What's, um, what's the most decadent thing you've done on holiday, would you say? Obviously, you know, they start torturing the guests. They're just generally badly behaved. What's the worst thing you've done? on a holiday you've been badly behaved i can no i hate it i hate being waited on i hate people feigning interest and submissiveness to serve you i can't stand it but you do throw coins at beggars and ask them to dance so that's sort of a bit hypocritical isn't it well i don't know if that counts as being part of the holiday because i do that as well <laughs> <laughs> that is just all the time yeah. <laughs> and they're not pretending are they so like when you see a tramp do the floss they mean it <laughs> <laughs> I went on an all inclusive holiday with my, with my family to Mallorca and I decided that I was going to try and swallow half a, half a tinned peach um, because you know because I'm wild mm. uh, so I managed to do it. So I put it all in my mouth in one go and I managed to swallow it. But then I tried to do it again and it didn't work. And I started choking and I thought I was going to die. Uh, but then thankfully I managed to spit it out. And my wife was at, she's filmed it. She has that footage. Um, and there's a, you can see my face. It's kind of like this actually watching your clone die. Yeah. There is a point at which I'm, I'm sort of laughing and I put the peach in <laughs> and my eyes widen when I realise that it's not coming out. And then, <laughs> uh, and then eventually, thankfully, it came out. Mm. So, I mean, I, I did that in front of the staff, I suppose. So I'm a bit of a prick, yeah. I suppose, mm -hmm. for doing that. But that was more me, you know, rather than them. I didn't mm. try and force half a peach in a hotel concierge's mouth. That would have been bad. Eamon, come on, you must have done something raucous on holiday. Yeah, well, I mean, eating a peach is a tough act to follow. I know, it's pretty <laughs> hardcore, isn't it? I was uh, on a holiday in Mexico in an all-inclusive nice place with a complimentary minibar and sitting on the balcony uh, just listening to... A man have sex with two women really loud. How could you tell it was two women and not, not just one woman? Um, because one of them was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I thought you were going to say like one of them had like a deeper voice. 
It's <laughs> a great answer. How did you know? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty definitive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so the was the other one like in charge or something? Giving um, keen instruction to the other one and telling the man that he was doing really well. <laughs> So I thought you were going to say, because one of them was so bossy, I was assuming that was his wife. But then as soon as she started offering words of encouragement, I was like, doesn't sound like a wife. I imagine my story lands somewhere between eating a peach and uh, hearing a a threesome. But I I don't know what it is. Oh, uh, I hired a car and um, I I hit a child. Pretty sure he died, but I got away with it. Perfect. (laughs) All right, good. Let's get to it then. Would we fish this out like uh, Alexander Skarsgård's clone corpse is fished out of that kind of waxy red goop? Or would we flush it away like Alexander Skarsgård's cloned corpse is probably cut up and flushed down the toilet? Oh, yeah, before being put in an urn. Let's mm. go with that. Uh, so, burnt. Yeah, it does make um, sense. Let's start with... Eamon, would you fish this out? Mm. Would you flush it away? Tricky one. Didn't really enjoy it that much for the first half, but I, I did like the, the the turn and how it's really the, the rich people who are despicable. But I also don't want it to go into the tank of glory. You can't do that. You can't. You can't think that far ahead. You've got to... Mm, just can. gotta say, I can. You do this every week. You say this because you don't want to go into Sang Glory, but it you doesn't can't do deserve that. to go in. Well, why don't you go first then, and I'll go last? Matter. No. Yeah. No, you say now, and that's why. If so you, you like the film, it until you can get John Wick Five, uh, John Wick Four out. <laughs> just want to stuff the Tank of Glory with everything. Could get John Wick Four out. Yeah. Look, you can't. That's not how it should go. You right. should be honest. Would you fish it or flush it out? Balancer probably would fish it out. Okay, all right, so you'd fish it out. Foz, would you fish it out or would you flush it away? I would fish it out, I think, oh. as, as, a, as a, a film of two halves. Mm. I uh, felt the opposite to Eamon. Um, it started as a Lynchian, rooding, suspense, full of dread, building, weird, dark world that yes. despite excellent visuals camera work and imagery turned in uh, to the purge a little bit too much for me there was the menu recently which yes. is absolutely excellent a wonderfully funny satire and if infinity pool had kind of lent into that a bit more i would have liked it more but a good effort lots to like and i do want to watch it again i think it will improve on a second viewing and you, Ben, what would you do? I really enjoyed it. As I said, it was suitably odd, but I knew what was going on at all mm. times, which is which is fine for me. Uh, I don't need my brain to be pushed that hard. So I would fish this out too, which means, mm. Eamon, unfortunately for you, it's going in the tank of glory. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I have a list of tank of glories. Mm-hmm. Of things that are. So currently in the Tank of Glory, Top Gun, Maverick, mm-hmm. Trespass, Banshees of Inisherin, Train to Busan, and John Wick 4. And we won't mention who's on the sidelines. 
So I'm going to give each one of these films a number. Our guests can pick a number between one and five, and that is the one that's going to leave. Which one's John Wick for? I'm not going to give you the number. <laughs> but you like John Wick for so much that you would just say it wasn't. No, no, yeah. that's not true. He I would not. a liar. Not known for his honesty. I tell you what, let me do it. No, you, you are definitely a liar. Ben, you, you've got too much skin in this game. I've done it. I've already given them. Numbers. But you know what? If it's not John Wick four now, then it's bullshit, right? <laughs> so it has to. It has to be John Wick. Did you pick the numbers, or are they randomly assigned? I just to... muddled them all around. So you wouldn't have picked put four for John Wick four. Well, that little smile. Yeah, let's go four. You want to go four? Yeah, you smiled. Okay, trespass. Oh. <sighs> Top Gun was one. Trespass four. Banshees two. Trains of Busan five. John Wick four was three. Well, easy to say that now. So that means that Trespass, starring Bill Paxton, is leaving the Tank of Glory. And Infinity Pool is going in mm. with John Wick 4. Oh, Eamon, double loss for you. Have you seen John Wick 4, Foss? Not yet. Would you watch it as your kind of vibe? Yes, I will watch it. But they've just been getting too long. Just make it an hour and a half. But doesn't he only speak 300 words or something in John Wick 4? He doesn't say much. He says it doesn't say much, but says it very slowly because he has the best part of three hours yeah. to say it in. Yeah, good. Okay, cool. So Infinity Pool is going in the tank of glory. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Well, Foz, we will see you very soon. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, we'll leave Absolutely. you to get back to whatever you were doing in the bathroom. Yeah. I think it's a bit late now. I'll have to wait until it comes back around. But... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Right. Yeah. Good right. to see you guys. Okay. So on to this week's top five. This week, we are trying to guess each other's top five female psychopaths female madmen female madmen from films whoever gets the most correct answers will get to pick the next movie and whoever gets the least will have a forfeit Eamon I'm pretty sure you lost last time did so you may go first I'm going to say a double Mm -hmm. Annie Wilkes from Misery yes Mm. yes I did choose Annie Wilkes so good brilliant performance Mm. Um, I'm going to say Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Very good performance. The classic, unhinged. Doesn't age very well, that film. (laughs) Okay, next. The lady from Audition. Yeah. Have you seen Audition? No, I think I might have heard you talk about it before. Yeah, she's terrifying. For you, I'm going to go with Darren Stone in Basic Instinct. No. Bit one note when you compare it to something like Lanny Wilkes from Misery. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my choice again. Yeah, if you got this, you win. I'm going to say, is it the girl from Orphan? No. Okay, so i got to get this or I lose. I'll say Charlie Theron in Monster. No, but she was good in that. You've done a win. What did you choose then? That was really hard. I didn't, li- I didn't like it. Some grade A nutters on this list, Ben. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> Go on. So I had um, Amy Dunn from Gone Girl, Wilkes and Misery, yeah. 
Mildred Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Carmoody uh, from The Mist. So awful, but brilliant. Okay. And then Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. Yeah, that was hard. I had the lady from Audition, Annie Wilkes in Misery. I had a character called Lola from uh, an Australian film called The Loved Ones, which is one of my favourite horror movies. La Femme from a French horror movie called Inside. And uh, Rose Armitage from Get Out. Yeah. Very strong choices there, I would say. Yeah. Just difficult to guess. Yeah, let's not do anything with women again. <laughs> okay, so I down the lose. So I get a forfeit. What's my forfeit, Eamon? Ben, your forfeit is uh, you have to clone yourself. Oh, okay. And then see what happens. So next time... <laughs> Apparently my choice is to watch the next Evil Dead film. You love that franchise, don't you? It's exactly on brand <laughs> for me, isn't it? Yeah. Love bloody horror. Really scary yeah, You're going to get freaked in the cinema. Yay. Great. So Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Great choice, Eamon. Yeah, good. I'm glad I chose that. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so, thank you for listening. Patreons. What holiday resort <laughs> would these people be? So, obviously, Foz is a Patreon. Yeah. What holiday resort would he be? be Cyprus. A, a nice sandy beach in Cyprus. Like the pen that he forgot he bought me. That was where that was from. Perfect. Cyprus Beach. There's Big Ben from the uh, Extreme ben. Horror Replay podcast. He'd be somewhere... Speaking to him is very calming, isn't it? He's got a very calming voice. It's true, yeah. He's got a nice... Somewhere pretty chill, but also horrifying, because he loves horror movies. So relaxing and horrifying at the same time. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like the Maldives, wouldn't he? Somewhere really nice. You go there to get away, calm yourself down. But there might be a little bit of horror... The, the odd rogue wave mm. might come and sweep you away. You might get eaten by a shark. Or get eaten by a hungry shark. Perfect. And then there's Raph. Be like Marbella or uh, <laughs> yeah. Malaga or something like that, wouldn't he? He's a party man, isn't he? He likes a good time. He's a party man. Hey, Ben. Yeah. He loves a good time. You know what I mean? <laughs> he loves a good time. He does love a good time. Finally, your mum and dad. What? Where are they, Eamon? Ooh. Skegness and Scunthorpe. <laughs> Perfect. They'll love that. They'll love that. Uh, good. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, find us on the social media. Review us. Please Subscribe do. to us. Make us more. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you happen to clone yourself uh, between now and the next episode, please let us know how it went. And don't necessarily kill your clone. Why not just live with it for a while? See how it goes. That's why I don't understand. It's like... You've got someone else to share the chores. Eamon, you say that, but you would definitely kill your clone. Would I, though? Yeah, you would. You'd get angry with it and you'd smash its face <laughs> in. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I'd be very accommodating. We'd both have a lot of bubbling um, resentment towards each other, but we wouldn't let it out. We'd just let it fester inside. I had forgotten how great you are. No, You're I'm right. not saying we. I would be great with myself. We'd probably be quite cross with each other, but we just wouldn't let it out. I would act on it, so... Yeah, you would. Fine. All right. Well, I could keep flushing. <laughs>